How do you feel about coming off the bench? Who, me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that started, where I came from. <laughs> they said I got to come off the bench. Come off the bench. <laughs> Welcome back to Coming Off the Bench. It is it's been a while, and we do apologize for the the long delay we've had between finals and technical issues. We actually did have a episode four recorded, but this is going to be our episode four. Uh, in that past one, we talked a little bit about the draft and stuff, but we're going to talk about what's going on right now. And just to give y'all a little preview of what we're going to be talking about, we're going to start with our top five like we've been doing recently, and then Falls is going to give us a, a, a personal story of his. Then we're going to do a little early fantasy football preview, and then we're going to talk about who we think won the month of April, and then uh, talk a little about Kyrie to wrap us up. So we'll go ahead and get right into our f- top five. Top five this week is going to be top five heartbreaking moments for us personally. Falls, you want to say anything before we start? I have a bunch of them. There's too many to choose from. Most involved the Thunder. Yeah, especially recently. I, we talked. We touched this a little bit last episode, so they might not hear it. But yeah, with the uh, Thunder losing to the Trailblazers, that may be one of the. I'm gonna go ahead and guess that shot was is gonna be on your list. But I may be wrong. But we'll see. But I'll go ahead and start. Number five. We're gonna start with a little NBA. Of course, I'm a Knicks fan, and we touched on this a little bit with the Jersey curse. But uh, Porzingis getting traded for me was. And it's the only basketball one on here. I had to add it. it it's uh, it's number five for me. Uh, number four is Alabama Clemson two, with the uh, losing to them in the national championship game. The first time seeing Alabama lose a national championship game was just something shocking and definitely heartbreaking. Uh, and then let's these top three are really when you talk about the term heartbreaking, I define these these could be the picture in the dictionary next to the definition of heartbreaking. And, and number three is. Uh, the Minnesota Miracle. So, as a Saints fan, you know, thinking we had it won, there's the only way we could lose was with the, the definition of a Hail Mary. And then it just happened. And then to add on, I was watching it with a Vikings fan, with our buddy Christian. So, shout out to Cash. <laughs> so, number two is sticking with the Saints this last year. So, back to back, three and two, and then back to back years as well in the playoffs. The Saints-Rams game, I know we've touched on this a little bit too, but just, oh my gosh, just the, the blown pass interference call it that I'm going to say cost us Super Bowl, but definitely cost us that game. So, And then lastly, the kick six. I mean, oh, that one, <clears throat> excuse me, that one we're sitting in, me and Falls, and a few of our buddies are sitting in the living room, knelt down, locked arms, thinking, we had this freshman kicker coming in that we've heard about. He's going to kick this 52, 53-yard field goal. We've heard he could do it. They, they go, go ahead. You guys want to say? 56. 56-yard field goal. I'm sorry. I couldn't remember what Kicks a, Going to kick a 56-yard field goal to win the Iron Bowl, or we think worse happens, we go into overtime. Oh, and then and then Joker catches it in the end zone. And then by the time he got to the 50 and I knew he was going to score, I ran out my front door 
and then my mom had these like fake chairs out there like I, they're not supposed to be sat on. They're just for looks. And I tossed one in the yard, and that sucker shattered. <laughs> so, yeah, that one is, that definitely is my number one. There is no doubt. So I'm going to kick it over to you, Falls. Give me your list. Uh, so Dame, the logo Dame shot isn't on here. Surprisingly, I, probably because it was, I mean, it was a game five anyway. Like game six. Like, I knew we wasn't going to win the series, so like it really wasn't that heartbreaking. Yeah, but I, before you get in there, I, and again, we talked about this in the last episode, so these guys won't hear it at all, probably, or for a while at least, if we decide to post it. But when you texted me after that game, you seemed pretty heartbroken. <laughs> you were about ready to trade the whole team. It wasn't. It wasn't that moment that made me heartbroken. It was just the whole playoff experience. Oh, I got you. I in got a you. Whole, just underperforming, just as what broke my heart because we had so much potential but not to get on that tangent <laughs> my, my fifth one is the Clemson pick play as it was on yours just first time losing the national championship heartbreaking number four is I you, you know this one you'll probably it probably will spark your memory Billy Cundiff and Lee Evans Lee Evans dropping a wide open touchdown and then Billy Cundiff missing a field goal to send us to the Super Bowl just heartbreaking man first time the Ravens would have went to the Super Bowl luckily the next year we we ended up getting the thing but at the moment it just sucked then kick six I mean there's really nothing to explain there that's number three just probably would be number one if a few years later two things didn't happen and then number two is losing down 3-1 man and that (laughs) I hate it It, and to clarify this is not the famous Blowing a three-one lead. This is the one before that. This is the one everybody forgets. Which I'm, I'm glad. I'm happy that they forget it. But I'll never forget it because it was the it was the year we were we had we had Russ and KD in their prime going to the finals, and then then we all know what happened on July fourth, two thousand fifteen. Kevin Durant signs with the Warriors. So that's your number one. Yes. Okay. So, it's July 4th. This is my story that he was referring to earlier. So, we're sitting there. It's July 4th. And uh, I just, I'm like, where's Katie going to go? I mean, it's just been a few weeks thing. I'm still heartbroken from losing 3 1. And I'm like, please resign. Like, please resign. And there's been reports that if. Oh, Falls joined the whole campaign on Twitter of of the. Katie, please come come home. Please stay. And, like, there's just like this there's these rumors too surrounding we just traded for Oladipo and you know we're like we're going to try to pair him with with KD and there's rumors that Al Horford is will, will sign with us if KD there was rumors that KD uh, if KD signs Al Horford's going to sign I'm thinking we got we got a championship team right here like we're we're going to get revenge on the Warriors next year so I got I got to sleep that night he hadn't signed anywhere and like maybe he'll make a decision in the morning that's what all the reports are saying I and, and pause real quick because this is this is important because I was up early that morning working so I saw it happen in real time Falls, Falls had been up all night like he just said and uh, had kind of slept in and when I saw it happen I sent about five text messages straight to Falls like dude oh my gosh are you okay text me back because I'm thinking oh my gosh he's not texting me he's not responding and he finally wakes up and then 
Yeah, so I think I wake up at like 11. It's 4th of July, you know, like I'm about to celebrate my family that day. So, you know, I'm thinking I'm just going to sleep in. I'm not going to worry about it. Well, I think I wake up at like 11.30. Well, I think KD signed with the Warriors at like 10, 10.20 or something like that. Well, I wake up and the first thing I see on my phone is I have, I mean, probably 30, 30 text messages and probably about the same notifications on Twitter and people are just like asking me if I'm okay or if anybody's heard from me. Like I remember somebody tweeted and was like, if anybody's talked to a falls, like let me know. Like, and people are like, are you okay? Like, wow, like that's crazy. And like, you just ruined the, the 4th of July for me. Like, I couldn't celebrate, you know, like it, just the like, worst thing because we we're like, we were so close to winning a championship and he just bailed. But but a funny story is like now Katie's in the playoffs. He's playing good. I've said he's the best player in the NBA now, and I I really don't hate him anymore. I hated him there for two years. I don't really hate him anymore because I kind of this playoff run, but for him has kind of made me respect him a little bit more because he's had to carry the Warriors, which is crazy to say. But he, I mean, he's had to carry them because nobody's played like like they have in the past. So. Yeah, and that's it's it's really came back around full circle because and just like you said, you think he's the best player in the world right now, and I would kind of have to agree with you the way LeBron's kind of got older. When a lot of it is he's not in the playoffs, didn't have a great season, guy was hurt kind of most of it. But here about what eight years ago now, about eight years ago, me and Falls were heated debates every day on LeBron or KD, LeBron or KD. You know, I was obviously LeBron. He was obviously pulling for KD in in those arguments. And then it changes when KD leaves. He just jumps right to my side, you know, especially pulling for LeBron to beat the Warriors and stuff. And now that it's it, it's kind of went back around now, and I'm kind of agree with you. So it's, it's just crazy to see how it's changed throughout the years. That it's just it's it's just it's, well, it's awesome. Like, it's like to the point now, like I mean. I want him back on the Thunder, like, you know, just... Sorry, bro. Yeah. I, but... Oh, that's what... I, I sent you a bunch of tweets that it was hilarious because everybody was tweeting, like, um, their videos and stuff of when it, he got hurt. It was, like, Nick, Knicks and Warriors fans right now. It just wasn't Warriors yeah. fans. It was it was Knicks fans, too, and I was done. I thought that was hilarious because I was so true. I was so, I was worried. I thought it was an Achilles. I was like, if it's Achilles, he's going to be out for a full year. It's just it's just funny. My senior year of high school, I had you know, I had Katie backpack, I had Katie shirts, Katie shoes, you know, Katie everything. And then he, I, I just put them up in my like room and didn't ever wore them after after he left. And now like really, I'll probably pull them back out. You know, where's well, didn't shirts? you change you changed your uh, your KD jersey to what? To Oladipo. Oladipo, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Take the three and then. Taped the three and uh, taped over Durant on the back, and I uh, I wrote Oladipo on some tape and made an Oladipo jersey. You know, everybody was burning his jerseys. I was like, I'm gonna make mine useful. Smart, yeah. I would never burn something I paid for, and we we we've known this because we went over with the. I still wear all my jerseys that I have of of old players that played for my team, but uh, but yeah, just kind of talking about. I, I had a thought I wanted to say that I think. If it had been an Achilles injury and he was out for a full calendar year, he probably would have resigned with the Warriors. 
And he's, I mean, he still may. I mean, we don't know this. Again, we're they're still playing for a championship, so you never know what's going to happen. But it seems everybody in the NBA, at least, is so connected with everybody. It's like everybody had been saying LeBron was going to go to the Lakers, you know, before he even for sure left the Cavs. So I, I believe when people say he's going to leave the Warriors. I mean, it just yeah. seems right. It seems like the time's right. But if he had tore his Achilles and was going to be out for a full calendar year, he's not going to get his full value he's worth because it, it's about money now. He's got his yeah. rings. It's like LeBron. LeBron went and got his rings, and then it was about money. So And, that, and that's fine. Get your money, man. So I'm fine with that. But yeah, I think uh, to go back on the point of you saying like him winning the Warriors, I believe I think I think now he's got his rings, he's got his finals experience. He's chasing a legacy now. I think I think maybe he wants to go do his own thing on his own team. I mean, and the way way the rest of his teammates been playing this year, why wouldn't he go to another team? I mean, he's basically carrying them. So I think I would have to agree with you there. But whatever happens, I'll definitely be. I'm ready for this NBA's off season. I've said it. I really hadn't cared about the NBA this much a season. This second round has been awesome, though, nonetheless. And it's really got me back interested in, in the whole the thing as a whole. But seeing what's going to happen this NBA offseason is going to be amazing. I know we didn't have this on the script, but you were talking about seeing what happens in the offseason. What about the Lakers right now? Oh, Lord. Like they're, just, t- they're talking about the opportunity to trade LeBron. Like, I love LeBron. I really do. He's one of my favorite players of all time. But I just can't stand the Lakers. I just... It's so tough for me to cheer for them. They're just the fans. Their fans is really what it is. And it's the same way the Patriots fans are. The same way the Alabama fan, football fans are. So I get it, but I just it's just golly. They're just it's like drama city over there right now. Like it's crazy. Know. But yeah, it is bad. But that'll kind of wrap up that conversation. We'll move into like I said a little. Early. When I say early, I mean early fantasy football talking. And we're going to talk about fantasy football a lot on this podcast because me and Falls are avid fantasy football players. But, uh, and I keep referring back to our last episode, but we did touch a little bit last episode on the rookies we thought were going to be good fantasy football picks, but we're not going to kind of re go over that. We're going to talk a little bit about players by each position on, you know, who we think is. Gonna, he's kind of flying under the radar right now. It's going to be pretty good and consistent, who we think, in terms of fantasy production. So I guess we'll start with quarterback, obviously. The quarterback I want to talk about is Baker Mayfield. And I don't think he'll be flying under the radar as much as he is, but because of Patrick Mahomes. Just the season Patrick Mahomes had last year is going to overshadow every quarterback. But Baker coming in with the weapons he has now and the production he had last year, if if Mahomes if I'm not able to get Mahomes I'm I, that's probably who I'm going to take. He's got a lot of upside. Yeah, um, <clears throat> not to, I definitely would say Baker, but I want to go go somewhere else. Just not not to say the same person you. I think Mitchell Trubisky. He's going to have Cohen on the field at all times, and then you know he had a really good year last year. He played a lot better. I think he may be one of the guys that. He may. He's got a guy in Riley Ridley as a rookie. I talked highly about. I think he may could have a breakout year in fantasy. Yeah, he was really up and down last year, so he's just looking for consistency. He was either forty or fifteen. You know, so he definitely. I could definitely see that. He was the guy you talked about last year that I said probably wasn't going to do anything, and I was wrong, obviously. But he's definitely a guy that I think got the. Uh, not really. I think. I think people should be looking at Josh Rosen like they did him. Like, didn't have a great 
rookie year, looking to turn around next year. Now, I don't think Ro- – Rosen's not going to make my list yet. I think he maybe eventually will develop into a good fantasy football quarterback, but when has a quarterback in Miami been good at fantasy football? Yeah. Just maybe receiver maybe, but not – yeah, I just I think Trubisky is that guy. You know, maybe you're playing in a deep league, tenth, tenth, eleventh. You know, quarterback there. Yeah, definitely take him. Yeah, uh, that's who Jordan's quarterback was, not and he didn't win. He ended up he beat me and finished second. Yeah, we don't need to get into who I lost the league with last year. Oh golly, but no, I guess we can. I mean, we haven't talked about it yet, and this first time we talk about fantasy football. I had Patrick Mahomes. I drafted as my second quarterback behind Andrew Luck. I ended up starting Patrick Holmes the second week. Um, I started with Le'Veon Bell, traded him for Saquon, and I uh, had Cream Hunt too, and I traded him and some other pieces for uh, Todd Gurley. So by the end of the year, in the playoffs, I had Patrick Holmes, Saquon Barkley, Todd Gurley, Tyreek Hill, who I drafted. Uh, who's my second receiver? I had Josh Gordon at some point. That was really one of my main weaknesses was second receiver. And then my flex was Nick Chubb, who when he started starting was a top 10 running back. And I, I lost. I freaking lost. The one week they all did bad. And it was it was the second it was second round of the playoffs for me. So yeah, we just unlucky. Had, we're talking about heartbreaking moments. I should have put Yeah, I losing, didn't even think about that. Me, I should have put losing, that on there. Me losing the <laughs> fantasy two years ago to Rex Burkhead. Yeah, and that was to Jordan. <laughs> so, me, but. Rex Burkhead. I think I needed, you know, I was up by 10 going into a Monday night game and Rex Burkhead scores 15 or something like that. I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Like, talking about heartbreaking. Oh, no, I, I tell you heartbreaking. This is before we got really into and knowing what we were doing. It was before we were playing in PPR League. But I was in the championship. You know, you were in this league. But I was in the championship against some guy that I, I didn't even know who he was. He was just somebody we brought in that one of our people knew. And it was it came down to a Monday night game, and it came down to the game winning kick of the Monday night game. If the game if the kick had been a yard shorter, I would have won. I lost by like point two points, point one points, whatever it was. So yeah, talk about heartbreaking. I mean, we have a lot of heartbreak. we actually we actually tied, and he won because of bench points. We have a lot of heartbreaking fantasy. You remember I got beat on a uh, stat correction. Oh <laughs> like, gosh, yes, I do remember that. Yeah, it uh, it it's just crazy. Fantasy, fantasy is fun, but it also can suck at sometimes too. So, but yeah. Oh, it definitely can suck. Oh my gosh, I love it though. But let's let's go. We got kind of off track there. But let's talk about let's go running back now. So you go ahead and start with your under the radar running back. This is it's just so many good running backs in the league already. Just like top. But if you're thinking I got one, then if you're still thinking, I'm going to go Mark Ingram. And the reason I say Mark Ingram is because he was a solid fantasy football running back with the Saints, splitting carries down the middle with Alvin Kamara. Okay. He's now going to the Ravens where with a young quarterback who is developing as a downfield passer, they're going to need to pound the ball. And I think it's I think they're just going to feed Mark Ingram early and often. Definitely. uh you see that? I got, I got two that I'm kind of lenient on it. The first one is he showed some bright spots last year. Carry on Johnson. I think he could have a big breakout year. He can catch the ball, especially in PPR. And then another guy that, you know, showed showed 
at times that he was really good. Aaron Jones. No Mike McCarthy. They, 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 they may feed him. I had Aaron Jones, too. I had him last year, too, after he started playing well. I, I, I couldn't decide to start between – because I had four running backs that at one point when they were playing well, at any given week they were top ten running backs. But I'm sorry, I keep getting off this. I was just I'm just – that year is going to haunt me forever. But uh, so we'll move into receiver now. Uh, receiver may be a tough one. You know, I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to go with a rookie. I'm going to go Miko Hartman. I'm going to go Miko Hartman because of the Tyreek Hill situation. If Tyreek Hill plays – I don't think he'll be as good. But just as much as Mahomes gets the ball around, the Chiefs receivers are going to have a lot of value. Whether it's Sammy Watkins, probably at the top. But I think Mika Hartman very well could could be really, really good. I'm going to go Sterling Shepard. OBJ's not there, so they're going to have to guy. He's going to get a lot of looks. He's going to have to get a lot of touchdowns, though, because Eli just don't get the ball downfield as much as he used to. Sure, they gonna be Daniel Jones. <laughs> mm, yeah, I don't think it's gonna be Daniel Jones, but we'll see. I mean, I may be wrong, but they're definitely gonna start with Eli. He Daniel Jones will get an opportunity, I think. But they said Eli's their guy still, yeah. and they're gonna try to develop Daniel Jones. But that's what the Browns said about Baker Mayfield, and it worked out for them. So I mean, you never know. Uh, we'll go. Tight end is gonna be kind of a tough one. I'll go one that came out today. And I'm kind of I'm, I'm conflicted about Benjamin Watson signs with the Patriots after he retired as a Saint. I, but I definitely think if he if he can play like he did last year with Tom Brady and how much Tom Brady loves his tight ends, he can have. I mean, if you go under the radar tight ends, because you can't talk about the top ones, especially with Gronk being gone. I don't even know who the top really tight ends are going to be this year. Honestly, who's worth the first round pick? There really ain't one of them. I mean, you would go catch your arts. You know, they've been the most consistent. Yeah, yeah, had, definitely, too, definitely. Had both of them last year. But I think I think Ben Watson could be. And then maybe Ebron with the uh, Colts, possibly. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to go with Austin Hooper. He seemed to have very consistency, and I think maybe they'll put more eyes on uh, Calvin Ridley. You know, they got Julio. He may be open a lot, and Matt Ryan can get him the ball. Yeah, I definitely. He was he was another guy that was just looking for some consistency, that had big plays, and actually, I think beat me one one week. I think he had like twenty points one week and beat me. And so. I, would, I would also maybe put in. I know he was up at the top last year, but I'm going to see if Jared Cook can do it again. I was about to say it. That one had slipped my mind, but him going to the Saints, and now we said Tom Brady loves tight ends. Drew Brees loves some tight ends too. But this thing about the Saints, though, is especially – it may have just been, been Watson's age last year, couldn't just play a lot, and that's why I'm kind of worried about him as my pick for the Patriots. But the Saints just love using a lot of tight ends. I can't believe this one slipped my mind. Mark Andrews for the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. He, he was a – well, again, again, you have the multiple tight end looks. I mean, you all spent a first-round draft pick on a tight end a couple years ago. He's going to get his opportunities, or otherwise it's just a waste of a pick, especially when you got Mark Andrews in that same draft like right after him. So, but Is Kendall Lamar getting the ball? Is the big, big question there. I'm excited to watch the Ravens. I mean, it's a non-bias. I like the Ravens 
as much as the next guy, I guess, mainly because you're my friend and you cheer for him, so I kind of pull for him. I hate seeing the hate Lamar gets. I don't understand why it's necessary. I mean, he played I mean, he played as good as any rookie quarterback is expected to play. I mean, you have the guys like Baker Mayfield that play above and beyond. But, I mean, who did who, – who, who, what rookie played better than him other than Mayfield? I mean – Darnold then played the same, but Darnold threw an interception every other time he threw the ball. Adrian was saying Josh Allen, what do you got to say? Well, he got most of his, like, you know, stats off of running the ball, too. Yeah, he wasn't a consistent thrower last year. I mean, I'm not saying he won't be. I'm not saying he won't be a better thrower than Lamar Jackson, but I just don't see see the point in the hate. There just should be no hate. Because people know, okay, he can't throw the ball around like, you know, the top quarterbacks is. Well, why are you going to hate on him for that? I mean, he does – he does other things like very well. He runs in Michael Vick. Michael Vick didn't come in the league just you know throwing dimes. It took took work. So why why can't you just give the guy the benefit of the doubt and say that he's going to work his tail off this summer and come out and be a better passer? Yeah, but if we're going to talk about exciting to watch, we you have to mention Patrick Mahomes. I mean, especially having him in fantasy last year. Just I watched every game. I watched every throw because. It, it, he was just amazing some of the stuff he did and I remember watching a game with you the Ravens and they had the Ravens beat on like 4th and 20 and like it, it's crazy because he's so big and has such a big arm but people forget he can move too he gets out of the pocket throws across his body like 4th and 20 down 30 yards down the field Howard Field just runs under it it was just just crazy and ends up going forward on 4th down again that same drive to win that game you know obviously wins the MVP has a great season and so I think he's definitely going to bounce back next year now may not have one of his top, one of his top pass catchers. I mean, he's got Travis Kelsey still. But I want to go back to, uh, you know, you're talking about him. It sparked a guy, maybe a wide receiver. Sammy Watkins has always had the potential of being a, a number one receiver. You know, if Tyreek Hill don't come back, he's gonna have to yeah. step in that role. Well, as a number two guy, he really did have a pretty good season. And that's the thing is, is Mahomes gonna get the ball around? He he just is. He's gonna throw a bunch of touchdowns. And Travis Kelsey isn't going to catch 50 touchdowns. So Chiefs pass catchers have a lot of value, in my uneducated opinion. <laughs> but uh, we'll talk about defenses a little bit, too. We're going to talk defenses as a whole. Um, just some under-the-radar defenses. You know, I think the Jaguars two years ago were obviously the best defense. You know, you had them two years ago. You have to forgive us. We have some a lot of stuff going on in the background right now. The doors open and shutting. But anyway, you had the Jaguars, and they were consistent. You put them out there. You won't have to worry about them going negative or nothing. And then last year, it just well, yeah, the Jaguars, I'm, I'm just okay, talking about yeah, the Jaguars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. did not meet expectations at all. You know, didn't lose a lot of players, but but just I mean, we're getting scored on. Like they weren't the same defense. It felt like I think this year they I think they have a chance to really bounce back. So those are my that's my under the radar defense. Yeah, I mean, you. You, obviously the Bears I think are they're going to be the top pick again. Now who knows they may. Kind well, of fall. I just I thought you were going with who like I've had the top defenses the last two years in fantasy. That you have had, yes sir. And I got I picked up the Bears after after everybody nobody just because they were projected seventy because they hadn't added Kula Mack and being on that defense, so they're like projected seventy. But I think my under the radar defense is the Redskins. You can say it's kind of a little biased. They got all the Alabama players, but they picked up Landon Collins. I mean, they had a good draft. Got Montez Sweat late. Got Reuben Foster was on the team. Like, 
they got a good defensive line. I think that uh, I think they could they could come out and be one of the best defenses in the NFL. And also, with, like I said, the Jets too. After getting C.J. Mosley and then picking up Quinn Williams, I think they could they could make a splash of being one of the top fantasy defenses as well. If they don't misuse them. See, I think it'll be hard to misuse C.J. because he's just such a good field general. But I think Quinn Williams has such high potential. And, and I don't think – it's going to be hard to misuse a guy like that, I think. But if anybody were going to, it'd be the Jets. I just I just think that's just me. That's what I think. But I want to go back. You were talking about Khalil Mack and the Bears. You know, we got to have the conversation. So when me and Falls were talking about this last year just to ourselves because we didn't have this podcast, so we just we just had these conversations to ourselves. We kind of asked, you know, who would be the the uh, team that – What's a bold take for the NFL A bold season? take, yeah. The, it was the winning division. Yeah. It was like who we thought would win the division as a bold take. You know, we'll probably do this as we get close to NFL season, but his was the Bears. And mine was the 49ers. Now, it was obviously before Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. But that thing, I think they start. I think the 49ers started like 0 and 2 or 0 and 3 anyway with Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I was just going off of you know what they did. They ended 5 and 0 with Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. you know. And then and I'll say this, and I'll let Falls talk. But I gotta eat a little bit of crow because I was like Falls. That is just that. That's dumb. That, that doesn't make no sense. Trubisky didn't look good at all. You gotta look at how Jimmy good Jimmy Garoppolo looked with the 49ers. You know, and it was obviously where they had Khalil Mack, but. So I I was wrong obviously, but we're gonna change that this year. Yeah, I just I said that just because I thought their defense was good, and then you know two weeks later they trade for Khalil Mack, and I'm like, man, is my bold prediction looking clear and clear? Like it's just you win with some, you lose some, you know. Yeah, when it comes to predictions, though, I lose quite a bit. So <laughs> with that being said, I guess that'll kind of wrap up our fantasy football slash NFL talk. We got a little more into the NFL side of it, but. So we'll move down into uh, our random thoughts, and I know we're almost halfway through May, but again, we were going to record this episode a little, a little. We plan to record a third, it a third, a third through the May. Okay, so we, we were going to record this episode a little earlier, but again, stuff has gotten in the way. So we're going to talk about who we think won the month of April. Now, this is every the basically we're saying who we think finished second because obviously you got to give it, you got to give it to Tiger Woods. Obviously, I think we both can agree there. But for the sake of arguing, we're going to each pick who we think finished second in the month of April. But, yes, obviously Tiger Wood winning the Masters after almost 15 years, 15, 16 years, I don't even remember how much it was. I think it obviously gets it. Would you agree? Uh, maybe. I don't know. There's, you know, KD had a really good month of May. Well, yeah, and I think Jake Mazzillo's. That's what I'm saying. Let's, let's, so who we think finished second, and I'm going to say who finished second or who my winner of April is, excluding Tiger Woods, is Damian Lillard. And the reason I think Damian Lillard, he just, the first, he just dominated the first and into the second round of the playoffs. I mean, just that series with the Thunder, and again, I'm sorry, I know this is still a little touchy subject, but obviously that shot at the end that won the series, but just the whole series, and he, he carried the Trailblazers and just, and just played when the pressure's on, he stepped up and played. I don't know the exact stats, but, I, I mean, I know he averaged 30, 30 points. He's averaged 30 points a game up until now, so I know he did it through that series. But he he just played really, really good basketball, and that's why I think he had the best April. I would 
I mean, it's hard to disagree, but I would I would say KD. I saw a stat today that said he. Uh, I know we're ten days into May, but I saw a stat today that said he averaged thirty five in this postseason, which is unreal. And you know you can say, oh well, he's got the Warriors, but Steph's played like garbage. Clay's played like garbage. If he doesn't play the way he does, they they probably go to a game seven with the Clippers, and who says they might might lose? You know, if he's not playing well. So I think I mean. Really, they've both been playing like the two best players in the NBA over the course of the playoffs. So it's really tough. I would, if we want to go team, I would say the Redskins with their draft. They probably had one of the best drafts. Yeah, I could see that. They definitely up there. And then talking about KD is his his great month of April, and then started the month of May by looking like a very ugly injury. But we kind of touched on that. And then them almost losing that game after leading by like twenty, but like we're watching game six now and score's not up, so I don't know the score right now. But um. I'll say something also. You know, talk about like who had the month. Of, the NBA had a great month of May. You know, they after did. I, a, I will agree. After being a boring, you know, I say boring year, boring year, yes. boring year. You know, for the casual fan like myself, for, it's boring. For the year. playoffs in the month of April, you know. Even the first 10 days of May, I mean, it's been really good games, really interesting, you know, storylines. You had Dame and Russ. You had Jared Dudley and Ben Simmons. I mean, that was a great story. I mean, even though it was kind of stupid, but, you know. Absolutely. I would definitely agree. And and as a, I'll say as a fan that doesn't have a team in the playoffs, and I'll go even further because the Knicks are never in the playoffs, but I normally have LeBron I'm cheering for. So even with him not in the playoffs – the first round, nah, kind of. I'm sure for somebody who had a team in the playoffs that went to how many games did it go to? Did it go to five games? I think five. I think it was five games. But that went like you had a chance to win the series. I could see why that. It, it was it was a pretty interesting first round. You're keeping up with it. But this second round, I've watched almost. I've watched every game of the the Warriors and Rockets. And then I've watched. I love. I love watching Trailblazers. I've watched them play the Nuggets. The, the Nugget that overtime game, the four OT game, was amazing. Oh my lord, that was! I caught the end of that. Rodney Hood was was playing the best basketball I've seen him play in his career. Dame was hitting tough shots. Jamal Murray was hitting tough shots. Like, I'm, I'm so glad I got to see that basketball game. That was the best one of the best basketball games I've ever seen. I'd have to agree. So sticking with basketball. So, and sticking with the second round of the playoffs, the Celtics lose, and Kyrie is now a free agent, presumably. Presuming he doesn't just re-sign quickly with the Celtics, which doesn't look likely. Yeah, I mean, they didn't play good. He didn't play good. So it looks like they're just, you know. Kyrie's got kind of an ego, too, you know. he. What a failed experiment. Let's talk about that for a second. You know, the, the first year – Hayward gets hurt the first game of the season, and it's Kyrie's team all the way through, and then until it's Jason Tatum's team. And case Kyrie's hurt, and then nobody's even talking about Kyrie anymore because they're talking about Jason Tatum. Coming into this year, you're—I know I was thinking Jason Tatum's going to just take off, and then he didn't. He didn't play well with Kyrie at all. Hayward come back from injury didn't play well at all, and you're thinking this behemoth that's supposed to be the next Warriors. Coming into this season, I was like, it "Just looks flat." They're the best chance to beat the Warriors. Like coming into the season, I, I was like, "The Celtics could beat the Warriors," and they just—they just didn't click. There's no chemistry there. So, 
that being said, what do you think happens? Where do you think he goes? You know, a lot of people are saying the Knicks, which I, I, I would not rule out. I think I think he could go to the Knicks if the right if you know Jimmy Butler or KD, you know, they were like, hey, let's team up. I can see that. And and some people say, you know, people are saying, oh, he's going to the Lakers with LeBron. You know, there was a report today of a close friend of LeBron and Kyrie saying that the deal was done, which I'm not going to believe that just yet. I think he goes to L.A., but I think he goes to the Clippers. I don't see why he would go to the Lakers when he l- demanded a trade from the Cavs to get out from under LeBron. I, see, I can see him going to the Clippers. I see him going to the Knicks. Now, as a Knicks fan, I'm kind of conflicted. Because if we just got Kyrie and then we say drafted Zion, I'd be happy. But if we ended up with KD and we got Kyrie, I just don't know if they would play as well as him and LeBron did. And I don't know how the egos clash, because like we just said, Kyrie wants to be the best player on his team. We established that with the trade he made he wanted to go to the Celtics for. Now, has he changed and is willing to play with another superstar again? Maybe so. But I'll tell you what, this Kyrie right here that we just saw this whole season isn't going to win anybody a championship by himself. By himself. Nope. Not by himself. So I think if, if he can play like he did with LeBron, I would lo- obviously love to have him on the Knicks. I'll say it. You know, people may, may disagree it. I don't think he's. I don't think he's a superstar that can carry a team. I think he has to have another guy. I think he's a, a second, a second piece to somebody. I think he has to have another superstar for him to play well. I don't think he can carry a team. Well, he he definitely the way his play didn't show it this year. It just didn't. And I don't know if I didn't really pay much attention to the whole series, whole season, but I just know what I, little bits and pieces I've seen. A lot of it was chemistry, but he just he just didn't just didn't play very well, and. I will say too. We'll talk about a little bit. Say, we mentioned the Knicks. I I just have a weird feeling, and I know it's because of the stupid rules they implemented just this year. I don't think the Knicks can get the first round pick. I just have a weird feeling about it. So I hope we can get Kyrie or KD or both. I just that would bring me back in full. It really would. So I just, I hope something like that happens. I would love to have Zion. I want Zion. I think more than I want Kyrie. Honestly, I mean, is that an okay thing to say? I mean, not knowing what Zion's going to be, but just the potential to be better than Kyrie. Talking talking about the Knicks, uh, you know, you're talking about they may not get, you know, you don't have a good feeling about them getting Zion. And when I saw today, you know, people's been talking about uh, LeBron trading. And they're like, what team would trade for LeBron? I think the Knicks would give up every young piece they had to get LeBron. To get somebody a big name. If LeBron came and played for the Knicks... I would never shut up about it because he's been my favorite player for since 2009, for 10 years now. I would never shut up about it. I'd be so obnoxious. So we better hope that doesn't happen but for y'all's sake. If, if the Lakers, if LeBron and the Lakers were willing, you know, he even saying, hey, I want to go somewhere else. I honestly, obviously first reaction, I'd say I'd love it. But long term, it just would not be smart because we would have to give up so much. We First off, we'd give up a chance to Zion Williamson or John Morant possibly who could be who Zion could I'm not saying he could turn into LeBron but could turn into a great player in the future could be a superstar and then possibly with the, the cap situation then couldn't sign another star you never know but I will say this if we don't get 
Zion. If we do end up with a number two pick or number three pick, I mean, I'd be fine with John Morant. I would be. I'd be happy with that pick, especially if we got KD. Imagine that. Imagine him and KD playing together. I think that would be a very good combination. So, but those are my thoughts on that. You got anything else to add? No, that was just, you know, I just, I think, you know, I wouldn't see very many teams giving up. Like, back to what you were saying, I don't I don't see many teams giving up, you know, just a lot of stuff to get LeBron because it would take a lot of stuff. But I feel like the Knicks have just been in such a bad situation the last three, four, five years that they would just say, screw it, I'll do it, to get LeBron in New York. And they probably would. They're the team that would but, do that stupid crap. But, like, listen, because they did it with Carmelo. And look where that got us. Like, look in the long, in the short run. Yeah, we made the playoffs a couple of seasons. Yeah, we, we played pretty well. Carmelo was pretty, pr- played pretty well. But in the long run, it, it was awful for us. We've had one good draft pick since then. He's not on the team anymore. And he's not even on the team anymore. So just think what we could have built with those draft picks. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I understand why you wouldn't do it, but I just think about it. Any team, it would be the Knicks that would trade. But I don't see the Lakers trading him. I don't see LeBron saying, hey, I want to be traded, unless it just gets worse. But Yeah, I don't know. He wants to be in L.A. That's the whole thing. And that was the whole thing of why he went to L.A. He didn't go because he knew they could win a title this year. He, he wanted to be in Los Angeles. He should have went to the Clippers. That team, that Him on that team could have made a run this year. Oh, yeah, I definitely think so. The wrong, he picked the wrong LA team. But yeah, but it's the Lakers. It's the yeah. Lake. It's LeBron. He, he it's the to, Lakers. He wanted to play where Magic and Kobe and Kareem, Will, all them. That's played. all it was about. It's just a legacy thing. He wanted to, yeah. he wanted to hope one day see his name up there in the Raptors with all the greats, which I can't blame him. And if 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 they get Kyrie or if they make the trade for Anthony Davis, or get Clay. I mean. It very well could happen. I think Clay could go. I think, but and and that's not saying that LeBron can't win a title by himself. He absolutely can. But in this, in this, in, in the way the league shaped out, I mean, you saw it. He, he tried and he did one year, but he had Kyrie beat the Warriors. But that Warriors team is just a behemoth. Now they may break up, and maybe it may look we may be looking at a whole new landscape next year where a one man team and LeBron with just a little bit of help can win a title again. But be. if Clay resigns and KD leaves, if KD leaves and Clay resigns, I still think you need more than just just yeah, yourself I, to beat Steph d- and Clay d- and Draymond. Depending on what happens with KD and you know the injury situation, if maybe Boogie possibly doesn't come back, you know he was saying he might. We may be looking at an East dominant. They, there's some good teams in the East. Absolutely, there is with the Bucks and. We, the, I mean, if, if what they, do you think Ka- Kawhi is going to do? Is he a free agent? I think he should stay there. I mean, why wouldn't you? They get, you got a team out there that will build around you. He should really, st- which, I mean, again, he, he may go. Is he free agent this year? I really don't know if he is. Yeah, he's a he agent. is a free agent this year. I mean, I don't know. It, it's one of those things, kind of like the Thunder, where he had some success, so maybe he stays like Paul George did. But he also really, really wanted to be in L.A. Yeah, I know this, but you got a team out here that, that's on the verge of maybe making a finals appearance. Why not? I know Kyle Lowry didn't play well. You're the star there. Why don't you tell management, hey, give me another, you know, give me another guy. Maybe may, trade Kyle. Give me another guy maybe like. Who's going to Toronto, though, willingly? 
I mean, I get trading maybe, but you got to give up a lot. It'd be tough to to do that. And the the Raptors just don't have a lot of. They traded a lot to get Kawhi. <laughs> yeah. So they don't have a lot of pieces. I mean, if they do, they'll have to give up somebody like Siakam, who's a good young player. Why would you want to do that? But, but who's coming to Toronto free agency if they win a ship this year? Kyrie. They won't though. But I see your point. If huh? but. I don't know. I just I still don't think. I mean, Kawhi Leonard in Cleveland. The Cleveland won a championship, and you see people just rushing to play with LeBron in Cleveland. Well, some people don't want to play with LeBron. I mean, it's just a fact. What do you mean? But and I think that we'll see with if Kawhi wants to play I, with LeBron or not. I think Kawhi and LeBron could do work, but I, I do too. But just just real quick, you said they're not going to win a championship. If you get Kawhi in the finals, we saw what he can do in the finals. He's a different animal. Yeah, but that was Popovich coach. I don't care. This man's a lot better offensive player too than he was a couple of years ago. I mean, well, we'll see. They got a game seven in a couple of days. So Sunday, Sunday. So we will. We sure will see. And they may do it, and I may eat crow again. So, but unless you got anything else, I guess that'll wrap us up. Hopefully, if if all goes right, you're listening to this on a Monday. And then we're going to hopefully record another episode on Tuesday. And then we'll have two episodes next week to kind of make up for the problems we had this last week. we'll also probably put a poll up on Twitter or something and see if y'all still want to hear the NFL Draft uh, podcast episode. So it'll be really up to y'all if y'all want to hear it or not. Or we may put it out later if we just don't have anything to record. But that's about to do it. Yep. So thanks for listening, and we will talk to y'all next time. They said I got to come off the bench. (laughs) Come off the bench.